This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest is Vincent Valentine Jr. Vincent, how's it going? It's going great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you coming on. Definitely. I'm I'm um, very humbled to be here. Excited, you know, to spread the word and just, to, you know, chop it up a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, just tell me a little bit how how you got into football. Uh, so growing up, um, actually, my dad coached a little league football team, and um, I was probably I was I was knee high, and he was coaching guys five six years older than me. Um, but I was surrounded by the game the whole time, and so um, it kind of just was. And my dad was a big ball player when he was growing up, so it was kind it's kind of just in me, you know. Um, once I actually got to the age and to the like size requirements to play ball, um, I think it was like my my fifth or sixth grade year. That's when I actually started balling. But um, I couldn't play for the longest because I was like, like you know, little league. You have uh, stripers. I don't know if you know about stripers, but basically, if you're too big, it's it's a weight requirement in the in the little league. If you're too big, they won't let you play. So I couldn't play until I was like 11 years old. I wanted to play since I was like seven. So. Um, had to wait it out, but it was definitely worth the while. Uh, once I finally got on the field, man, it was just like, it was this flow that was like, that I couldn't really describe. It was just like, it, it felt like it fit for me, you know? And so um, I just ran with it, you know? Um, actually growing up, I grew up in a city called Madison, Illinois. And um, we didn't have, a, we didn't have like a football league or anything. So I actually had to go down to, um, to East St. Louis and play for the Jackie Joyner Kersey Center. And uh, we were called the JJK Flames. And so once I once I started playing there, man, I just took, I took off. The team was great. We competed for national championships. And that's when it really when I fell in love with the game. And then once I um once I got older to the point to where I couldn't um play Little League, obviously, um, I had to figure out what I was gonna do because my um my my city that I grew up in, my hometown, we didn't have a football team. And so uh, ended up going to a military academy for about a, a quarter of my freshman year of high school. It was terrible. It was the worst experience ever. <laughs> so I had to get up out of there. Uh, ended, up trans- ended up getting like a legal guardianship to live with my uncle and, um, in a city called Edwardsville. And um, ended up balling out there um, my first year. Um, my first year I played was my sophomore year and ended up getting like 12 scholarships. And then the kind of the rest of the rest was history. I ended up um, choosing between Nebraska, Illinois, and Florida. And uh, those were my three official visits and ended up choosing Nebraska, man. Yeah, and, no, that's crazy. So you just balled out sophomore year and that was it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was, I'm a big six, four, 300 pounder as a sophomore. You don't see too many of them. So you know, I had everybody coming to knock down the door. So it was, it was an amazing experience, you know, getting all of those letters and, you know, just the ultimate dream as a kid, you know, where you watch, you watch all of those movies where kids are getting recruited and everybody wants you, the coaches are pulling up at your school. It was, it was really like that in high school for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then what, what was it like uh, at Nebraska, like on the field and off the field? So on the field, man, at Nebraska, it was the, the greatest experience. Um, Memorial Stadium, the Sea of Red, man, I'm talking about every Saturday, like 
the the stadium sold out. Everybody's in red. Like the the atmosphere is electric. Like no, I've never experienced any other football experience like playing in Nebraska, which is like, you know, I've played a lot of places, so that's that's a big statement. Um, football is like a religion in tech, in uh, Nebraska, so all the people they love you, they they adore you. You know what I'm saying? They they recognize you, so it's like it's almost like you feel like a star in college. And um, had I made a lot of a lot of great friendships. Um, it was it was an amazing time in Nebraska. I don't have anything bad to say about Nebraska. Um, off the field, uh, it was kind of it was kind of tight for me. Like you know how it is when you kind of just so zoned in on ball, and it's kind of like what you want to do. And so um, I was really mostly focused on ball. Uh, did it did it get into too much off the field? So I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then you got you got drafted in the third round in 2016 by the Patriots. So what what was that feeling like? Oh man, it was it was probably the most amazing feeling of my life. Um, I was back home actually uh, with my family, and I didn't really know like when I would get drafted. So I was kind of like on edge the whole time. First day went by, I'm like, I know I'm not getting drafted. First day, um, they had projected me like like late round a late round pick. So I'm like holding on, I had a great combine. And so I was hoping that I like climbed up the draft boards. Um, so the end of day two comes, you know, I'm getting real anxious, you know, seeing a couple of my buddies getting drafted. I'm happy for them. And I'm like, you know, when is it my turn? And so um, I ended up getting drafted 96, like right at the end of the the, la- the second night. And um, man, it was a man, my family went crazy. like. We had the whole the whole hood came out and just like exploded and like it, it was I felt like it was a divine moment because out of nowhere like it just started pouring down. I promise, like as soon as I got drafted, like the rain just started pouring down out of the sky and I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like I've never seen anything like this. And so, man, that day was amazing. But I'm not even gonna lie, when I first got drafted, like. And I and I heard Bill Belichick call my phone and he's telling me like, "Are you ready to to um to come out here and you know be a Patriot?" My heart like dropped. I was so nervous because you know everything that I've heard about Bill is like, he's this strict guy. He's this guy that's like he's gonna be on your ass. Like it doesn't matter. Like, but from not being able to have any experience with him, I'm like I'm shook. You know what I'm saying? But once I got out there in New England and got to working and you know. Uh, got to figuring out, you know, how everything goes around there. It was, it was a great experience for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. And then your rookie year, uh, you ended up winning the Super Bowl. So what, what was that like to win the first year? Oh man, the first year it was, so that year was a roller coaster. So um, I got a couple injuries that year, um, getting my feet wet, you know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out the ins and outs of the game, you know, getting used to the speed, the strength, everything. And so it was just, a, it was a learning year, but uh, I caught on pretty quick, you know, made a few starts my rookie year. Um, just stuck with the, just stuck with the, um, with the roadmap, you know what I'm saying? Just continue to have my head down and ch- chug forward. And um, it was great, you know, a lot of great experiences. Um but just winning that Super Bowl my first year, that was just on another level, man. I, I, I'm super grateful for forever grateful. You know, a lot of guys go 10, 12, 15 years without even touching the Super Bowl, let alone winning it. So um, I'm just, I was very grateful for it. And, you know, I partied my ass off. Like, 
in Vegas and Houston, everywhere. Like man, Miami, it was it was a great it was a great time. Yeah. Did you? I know you said you had some injuries. Did you get to play in the Super Bowl? Yeah. So I played a few. Now I actually I actually got injured the week of my the week of the Super Bowl, and I didn't think I would be able to play, yeah. but um. I ended up getting a few snaps in, which I was grateful for. You know what I'm saying? You had it. You had to push through that one. I had to. I'm like, ain't nothing stopping me from getting this, getting in this game. So yeah. no matter how hurt I was. And then and I gotta ask you, like, what was it like to just t- play with Tom Brady? Tom, man, Tom is. It's like you walk past Tom in the locker room, and it's like, it's like you're just like your head explodes. Like this is really Tom Brady. Like yeah. I grew up watching this man. Like tear up the league and I'm really like standing here next to him so it was great like I think the biggest thing that I learned from Tom is um you have to compete every day and it just it shows me how how his longevity has been has been has came to fruition in the league because he 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 takes every day as game day he's he's out there on the practice field competing he's competing in the in the um He's competing in the training room. He's competing in the meeting rooms. Like he's doing everything that he has to do to, to give himself the best, to give himself the, the biggest edge uh, for Sundays. And so, um, you know, lining up against him uh, in practice and he just, he's calling shit out. He's uh, shit talking to the different uh, players on the defense. And it's like, he really loves this. Like he puts his heart into this. And so, um, it was great being on the team with Tom. You know, I feel like everybody has that same, you know, explanation. He's a, a great teammate. He knows your name. He knew my name, and I'm like, I don't even know how he knew my name. But, um, you know, it was it was great, man. It was great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I guess you're not surprised of his continued success at his age then? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> at this point, it's like, is he ever going to stop playing? Like, I feel like he yeah. can play until however, he, until however long he wants to. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then um, I know you're on you were on the Cardinals and um, the Seahawks, and then you went back to the Cardinals. So um, just tell me about like, you know, what was it like after the Patriots and, and things like that? Yeah, so um, I was with the Cardinals um, for about I would say almost about like eight or eight weeks or so. Um, and then I went to the Seahawks. Um, I was only on the, I was only there for a quick stint, which was about a week. Um, and then I went back to the Cardinals. Um, I love the Cardinals, man. The Cardinals have a, um, a great organization as well, you know, take care of their players. Um, it, was, it wasn't the greatest season, you know, when I was there. Um, we were actually the worst team in the league. And so it was, it was kind of rough. But that next year, we ended up, that's when we ended up getting Kyle, drafting Kyler Murray. Uh, but I, I didn't, I wasn't there long enough to, you know, reap the benefits of that but um it was it was a good time with the Cardinals for sure I I actually made you know a few buddies there as well that I still talk to um and you know it was it was just another organization you know I'm saying where I can go to and and show my talents off and so um I was grateful for that as well as the Seahawks yeah for sure and I know you're only 27 are you are you retired or no yeah so at this point um I've had a couple of injuries and um really just have to contemplate on, you know, um, transitioning ahead into my, into the next endeavor of life. And so um, at this point, yeah, I've, uh, I've shut it down and, you know, move forward. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I know obviously football, football is rough, so it's definitely hard to, you know, especially just, I mean, I think, I think there was like a stat and it was like, it was pretty much like 99% of the players get injured. 
Yes. <laughs> it was something like crazy. I was like, wow, that's just like that. I mean, that sucks, but that's just crazy. 100%. Uh, what, what advice would you give to a young athlete? Um, for a young athlete, I would say to put your heart in. If you, if you really love the game and you want to take it as far as the game allows you to, or as far, or as far as you allow yourself to take it, put your heart in it, you know, be passionate about it, take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Um, do whatever you can or what, whatever sacrifices you can make to be the greatest player that you can be, do it. Because like, like you just said, injury is injury is a hundred percent in the football. You can't avoid injury. You can't avoid, you know what I'm saying? Whether the, the next team wants you, you can't avoid, you know, whether you get scholarships or not, like you just have to, you have to roll with it. And so I feel like being genuine with it in your heart and loving the game and, and really giving yourself to the game, um, it'll take you as far as you want to go. And um, th- I think that's what brought me to the, brought me to the heights that I went to with the game because I never expected anything from the game. I just gave the game my heart and I, and I balled out and I, you know, enjoyed every moment from the good times and the bad times. And I took advantage of the opportunities that I had. And, um, you know, I was blessed with what I, with what I was able to accomplish. And so for any young athlete, I would definitely say, put your heart in it. You know what I'm saying? Put your heart in it and also put your focus on it as well. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I could just tell you're just like a happy go guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Then and then just going into, uh, I know you're an entrepreneur, so can you tell me like what kind of businesses you're you're into? Yeah. So um, right now I've actually um, I've launched my CBD cream brand, which is my hat that I have on. Um, it's called Formation, and what actually um, pushed me to launch this brand was the injuries that I sustained during the game. Um, I had a, a, a spine injury, which was like three different occurrences and I had a couple of knee injuries and a couple of ankle injuries and, you know, it's the random injuries that we have. And so, um, you know, I, I was constantly dealing with daily pain and I had to, I had to think to myself, I was like, what can I do to solve this daily pain? You know what I'm saying? I'm experiencing, I can't even get out the bed half the days. Like, I want to work out, but I can't like, and most of the time I was just sitting in the house because my body was hurting so bad. And so I ended up um, teaming up with a scientist and he, uh, we formulated um, a CBD cream together, uh, which has, you know, terpenes in it, it has turmeric, it has um, Indian frankincense, um, menthol, camphor, and then um, a, a blend that just makes it smell amazing. And it's like, um, it also has a um, enhanced accelerated, um, enhanced accelerated um, penetration booster that basically allows the jojoba oil to penetrate the dermis and epidermis layers and get into your, your bloodstream like instantly. And so the pain is relieved, any type of pain from head to toe that you have, insomnia, um, anxiety, this cream is perfect. Uh, any aching joints, any, um, any arthritis, like any type of soreness after a workout, it's amazing. And it, it gives you that icy hot feeling, but like takes the pain away for about four or five hours. And so, um, you know, I was very happy when we were able to formulate this. And um, 
I just launched a company in um in August. And so far, you know, we, we're laying groundwork, uh, continuing to spread the message and um, trying to get this into as many hands as possible. And so um, that's that's my uh, my newest endeavor, which has been going great. So you mentioned um, you are retired. So what, what was the transition like going from retired to going into life after football and then entrepreneurship? Yeah, so, um, man, it was, it was tough. Um, I'm not even going to lie, like, Mentally, it was tough because, you know, all I had done was play ball my whole life. And so when I actually moved away from ball, like I felt I had a huge identity crisis. I felt like a part of my heart was ripped out. I felt like I didn't really know who I was anymore. I felt like, you know, people wouldn't accept me for who I was because I wasn't playing ball anymore. Um, I actually went into a deep deep state of depression and um I was super had a lot of anxiety and so um yeah man it was just it was rough as well because you know as you trans as you transition away from the game you kind of not around the same guys anymore you kind of on your own again you know what I'm saying it's kind of like being thrown into the wilderness and so um I really had to almost tap into a newer version of myself um I had to really go inside figure out, you know, what I want to be, who I, who do I believe that I am? Because it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody else believe, believes about me. It matters what I believe. And so um, understanding who I am, understanding that everything that I went through, you know, wasn't, it wasn't against me. It was all for me at the end of the day. And it always will be. And so, um, you know, just really focusing on trying to focus on the goodness that was still there after, after the fact, you know what I'm saying? I had went through a lot of injuries, went through a lot of like distress and um, just a lot of confusion, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. And um, once I had had to allow myself to let that go and know that, you know, everything is working for, for my greatest good. And the only way that things will change is if I put positive energy towards it. Um, that's what really shifted, you know, my mind to be able to understand that um, the time is now. The time is now to, you know, make the change. The time is now to to be better, to to heal. And so it, it actually took me a, a couple years to get to this point. Like I stopped playing in um, 2019 and it took me until the beginning of this year to honestly accept like, well, I, I was rehabbing, trying to get back or whatever, but then I finally came to the acceptance that, you know, it's time for me to trans- transition and it's time for me to, you know, figure out this new part of my life. And, you know, once I did that and let go, this is when the healing started. And I still feel like I'm in a trans in a um, place of healing from um, everything that I've been through in football. You know, I played football for over 10 years. And so, you know, it's going to take time for me to heal. You know, I yeah. still feel like my body sometimes feels like I'm still in camp. You know, I can feel myself gearing up when August comes around and I'm like, I can feel my body just getting tense. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's kind of like, it's muscle memory at the same time. So I also had to get over that. And just, you know, I'm a big fan of, of ball. And so I, I watch ball every Saturday, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I get those feelings that comes up. I'm like, man, I wish I was still balling, man. I want a ball. But um, I think that's all a part of the, you know, the healing process and um, the transitioning process. And so, um, yeah, man, I feel like I, I definitely want to say that 
every every man that's playing ball, you know, we all go through shit mentally, um, emotionally, and we have to take care of it. We have to speak up when it's time to speak up because if not, we'll just let it go along and then it, it'll just only be detrimental to us at the end of the, at the end of the day. And so um, very, I wouldn't consider myself as a mental health advocate, but I am an advocate of mental health. And so, um, you know, I push that for every man that's listening to, you know, make sure your spiritual, emotional self is regulated. Make sure your mental self is regulated because it, no matter what, the game will end and we have to be ready for that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I definitely understand. It's, uh, like I went to a, a lower D1 school, like a FCS um, school. And uh, like I live with all the football players and I saw like from probably like, I don't know if they knew that I knew, like I kind of knew they were going through that. Like after, you know, cause you know, mo- like mostly everyone wasn't going to the NFL, you know, some kids had like tryouts and things like that. But uh, like I kind of saw it from like a I guess from a third person view I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. and uh, so like I knew like because they same thing like they played it since they were little and then you know mm-hmm. they knew they weren't going to the NFL or anything, so mm-hmm. they had to figure out like and they they knew they were getting jobs but you know how it's like I don't know I guess it's a it's a little different because they kind of knew maybe and you didn't necessarily know that was maybe well I I know you said your rookie year you kind of knew like that first injury and then you were just like, all right, I got to figure out like what life is after football and things like that. Yeah. I I don't think that I necessarily knew. So it was, it was crazy. I didn't know that the, um, the end was, was here for football, but I did kind of like become cautious and feel like, you know, I need to start preparing for it either way. But even, you know, even in college, like I actually came out of college a little bit earlier and, um, like I was said, like I was saying earlier, I didn't know that I was gonna get drafted, and so I was basically taking a leap of faith. And um, I mean, I knew either way, you know, what was gonna happen. Like I was still gonna, you know, give it my all, but I didn't know what was gonna happen. But um, I have boys, you know, that didn't make it to the NFL, and kind of they were in the same boat as as I am, even earlier. And so, no matter if you're in the NFL, college, high school, you know, we're we're all still gonna go through this this transition stage, you know. So it's very critical. What about, so I know you're passionate about football. Have you ever thought about like coaching? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is um, that's why I want to do my youth academy because I feel like it's coaching in in itself. Like, I don't think I want to be like a coach at a high school or anything like that or college or NFL, but I do. I love scouting. I love, you know, finding talent and I do love, you know, giving back. And so I feel like the youth academy will be perfect for that. Yeah, no, it's dope. And how did like in general, like how did how did you get into entrepreneurship? I, like, even when I asked you about retirement, it seemed like you kind of already had like a plan. Like, did you have a plan like already while you were playing football? Actually, I didn't. So, um, I think the the thing that made me start thinking about you know the days after football, life after football, was my injury that I sustained, and it was actually my rookie year, yeah. and uh, it kind of put life in perspective because it was the first injury that I had that that I felt like um that could be detrimental you know and so I'm like man I need to, I need to figure out you know what I want to do after football um I had always been been um been big into cannabis just how how it's healing properties you know um really just helped us as athletes um recover and be able to focus a little bit better and 
you know, be able to, to relieve the pain that we have. And so um, that's kind of how that came along. And also um, me, me learning about real estate, um, all of those things came into fruition from actual, my actual injury. Yeah. No, I mean, well, it's not awesome, but it's awesome. It's like a blessing in disguise. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was going to go into real estate. Like how, how'd you get into real estate? And then like, kind of like, like school me on some real estate right now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, um, I got into real estate. Um, actually I went to, I went to a real estate symposium in, um, my second year in the NFL and I networked with a couple of guys connected with them. Um, but I never really did took any like movement on it. I just really wanted to learn the game. And that's another thing for, you know, former play players or current players in NFL, any professional sports. I say that, you know, you must take advantage of the time that you have while you're in the league. Because I feel like for me, I didn't take full advantage. I did learn a little bit more about, you know, things off the field, real estate and uh, the cannabis industry, thing, things like that. But I didn't necessarily take those steps and apply them while I was in the game, while I had that those big checks coming in. And, you know what I'm saying? So um, I would suggest, you know, players or athletes that are uh, professionally playing right now to definitely take advantage of that. But um, I ended up getting into real estate after, after ball. Um, I bought a house, put it on Airbnb, actually. And I think that's one of the, the, the game that I would give you is um, every, if, if you if you want to get on, uh, get into the real estate industry, I would suggest getting into Airbnb. Um, especially if you're a very hospitable person, you're able to take care of people and you like that type of thing. Um, it's very lucrative. Um, very enjoy. It's enjoy. It's a very like, it's a very fun endeavor because you get to meet new people. You get to, you know what I'm saying? You get to check out different homes and, it's just an amazing time. You know what I'm saying? It's exciting. You can travel around the country looking for different places uh, if you don't want to be, you know, stuck in your home state. And so um, I got into Airbnb and I actually have a couple more projects in um, in progress that I'm working at, working on towards um, back in my hometown. And so it's still, my real estate um, adventures are still in the beginning stages, but um, I'm excited for where they will, for where they will go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming like Airbnb, you kind of, you kind of make more money than renting it out to one person. Oh yeah. yeah. Way <laughs> more, way more. So that's not, I was like, once I had my house, I was like, I, yeah, contemplated. I feel like it's kind of less stress too, because you, you're not worried about that one person that's continuously living in there. And then you, you get to go back in there and make sure everything's straight. And then. Exactly. And that was the biggest thing people were saying, like, um, People were saying, I don't know if I want to do Airbnb because there's so many people coming in and out of the house or whatever. But at the same time, most people know that they aren't going to be there for a long time. So they're going to take care of your home a little bit better than a renter who would who would just get comfortable in your home. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, yeah, I said that one one time I was like, yo. I'm clean. I'm not getting charged nothing extra. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure you're on point because they'll charge you. Yeah. No, yeah. Sure. And then I know you have a V2 Sports Academy. So tell me, tell me about that too. Yeah. So V2, man, V2 is a, um, is a year long program, you know, that focus on uh, socioeconomically disadvantaged and uh, underserved communities and youth. 
And, um, you know, we provide a, a challenging and competitive environment uh, for the youth to push themselves and expand. Um, we have five pillars in our, um, in our academy, which are a commitment to uh, academic excellence, um, a commitment to athletic excellence, a commitment to personal development, career development, and community service. And so we want to hit on all five of those pillars with every, um, every kid that we bring into our program. Um, we, serve, we serve the youth from the age range eight to 18, but the biggest focus obviously um, are the high schoolers because we want to be able to, you know, get them college exposure, get their, um, get their academics in order and um, just continue to develop them like career wise, you know, whether it's, whether they're, whether they go on to play college ball, professional ball, or they just go to college first for academics. We want to make sure that all of our um, all of our youth are successful and able to you know able to create um, a different you know perspective on their own lives. And so um, our vision is to become a, like a nationwide program and uh, to be able to implement our system into schools across schools and communities across the nation. And um, we have a few partners, uh, which is uh, Team First Academy with um, Andre Collins and uh, Prefecture Craft with Craig James, which he's a, he's an NFL athlete and the Elite Speed, which is my boy Cameron James. Um, so we all partnered together um, to, bring, to bring about the five, um, the five pillars. Um, and so it's, it's just been amazing, man. Um, I've, we've had a few, we also do camps as well, as well as the Academy. We've had a few camps um, right now we're in the process of um, raising more money so we can sponsor more kids. And if we can, if we can bring more sponsorships to the kids and, um, and be, able to, be able to give back to the communities, I've, we will be way more impactful. But um, right now we're just, you know, we're searching for, you know, funding and we're really just trying to spread the word for what we have because we have a great program and, um, and I'm, excited for it to expand yeah no that's dope i mean you're doing a lot of awesome things uh from business to charity work to everything mm -hmm. um are you ready for some fun questions yeah let's go all right what's your, <laughs> what's your favorite song right now Ooh, right now i would say i was because i'm a big music guy like i listen to so many different types of music I know people, people who may follow me on social media, they see me posting all kinds of stuff from like alternative to hip hop, to rock, to, to anything. But I will say right now, I really like that, um, that Young Thug, Dropping Jewels. I don't know if you heard that one, but it's off his new album. It's, it's, re it's a real smooth track. I like that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, check it uh, out. What, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, for the most part, I'm a, I'm a big hiker. So if you check out my Instagram as well, like I got a lot of pictures out in, uh, out in nature. So I like to get out and hike and, you know, get into the nature, clear my mind, meditate a little bit, you know, woo side a little bit. So it's, it's good. I, I really love hiking and you, we got a lot of trails out here in AZ. Yeah. So well, how, uh, but I got, how, how you hiking in Jordan's though? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got my Nike boots, man. I had to switch it up. I can't be rocking the Jordans out there. Yeah, like, well, one, <laughs> one, I don't know. They, one, you you might ruin them. And two, why they don't they was I don't know. It was steady, st like stable enough for hiking. 
Oh no, nah. it, it depends. Actually, some of them are, but yeah. I'm not messing up no two hundred dollar Jordans. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't care. I can't do it. All right, last one. Uh, what what's harder, being a football player or being an entrepreneur? Mm. I will say, I will say they're different, but because with an entrepreneur, obviously, is more mental than anything. But with football, it's it's all it's mental and physical. So I may have been a little bit more gifted on the physical side, so it made it a little bit easier with football. But I was, I don't know if anything's harder than football, honestly. Like football is, football is a, a different type of sport. Like mentally, you got to be a little bit crazy. And then physically, you got to be, you know, strong and stout. And so, um, and then also mentally, you got to know what you're doing. So. I'm going to say football, just, you know what I'm saying? Just to hold it down for the football. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Vince. And uh, could you let the listeners know they can follow you on social media? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, on Instagram, my tag is um, at VRVJ99. On Twitter, it's at the real VRVJ. Um, my CBD brand is um, Shop Formation, but instead of the A, replace the A with a V on Facebook, we're formation as well. Formation with the V instead of the A in the middle. 